I'm certainly grateful uh, for all of our musicians, our choir, our vocalists. Uh, we have worshipped. I hope you've worshipped. I've worshipped. Uh, standing back there, uh, just being able to listen uh, and reflect. It has certainly been a blessing uh, this morning uh, to experience the music and to sing together uh, and just worship together this morning. Uh, if you do have a Bible or your holy mobiles, um, I will be in the Gospel of Matthew this morning. Uh, Matthew 28, uh, verse 1 and following. Um, I know for the past several Sunday mornings, our church has gone through a series called Come and See. We've been walking uh, verse by verse through John's Gospel. Uh, but when we come to this passage in Matthew, uh, verse 28, uh, we see that same invitation uh, to come and see. So verse 1 of Matthew 28 and following. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. There was a violent earthquake because the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing was like was as white as snow. The guards were at, were so shaken by fear that they became like dead men. The angel told the women, Do not be afraid because I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. Verse 8, so departing quickly from the tomb, with fear and great joy, they ran to tell the disciples the news. Just then Jesus met them and said, greetings. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Let's pray as we reflect upon this message this morning. Father, as we come to your word, we ask that what we know not, you would teach us today. What we have not, you would give us. And what we are not, you would make us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the 19th century, roughly 1815, the people of England were anxiously awaiting news of a battle that had been taking place between their soldiers and the French soldiers. It was the Great Battle of Waterloo where the soldiers led by the Duke of Wellington faced off against the General Napoleon. The great French army and the great British army were going head-to-head in a very, very important battle. Now, in the the 19th century, this may come as some surprise to you, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have CNN or Fox News. They didn't really have great forms of communication. And so what the British, what the English did 
is they took a guy and put him at the top of Winchester Cathedral. His job was to look for the boat, the signal ship that was going to proclaim the outcome of this battle. And then a little further away, they put a guy on a hill, then another hill. And all across the nation, people were stationed as lookouts on the hill as one man was waiting for the signal. And he would get the message, he would send it to this guy, who would send it to the next guy. I mean, cell phones are a lot better, right? And the message would spread. One day after the battle, the lookout on the cathedral saw the signal ship. But it was really foggy on the canal. It was hard to see. The boat was able to signal two words. It said, Willington, and then defeated. And then the fog closed back in. The lookout could no longer see the ship. So he did what he was supposed to do, and he sent the message all throughout England. Wellington, the English general, defeated. There was great sorrow that went through the nation. There was great heartache that their soldiers had lost this decisive battle. But that lookout on the cathedral decided to stay at his post and waited. And several hours later, the fog cleared, and the signal ship was still there and sent the rest of the message. Willington defeated the enemy. The English had uh, overcome the great Napoleon and had won. And so the signalman in all his joy and excitement stood up. He sent the message and the entire nation rejoiced that they had defeated the enemy. A guy named James Montgomery Boyce tells that story and relates it to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. On that Friday, when Jesus was nailed to the cross and died, can you imagine the great sorrow that his followers would have been feeling? Everything that they had been a part of for three years, everything that they had felt for three years, everything they had dreamed of, all their hopes that this is the Messiah, this is the Son of God, ended. So they thought on that Friday. The message that they left the uh, Golgotha with was Jesus defeated. And Friday evening into Saturday, that was their emotions. The sorrow of their mission defeated. But that wasn't the end of the story and it wasn't the end of the message because the two ladies on that Sunday morning walked to the tomb expecting death. They were going to finish the burial preparations of Jesus. They, they absolutely were expecting to see a dead body. And then they experienced an earthquake. And then they got to that tomb. And it was empty. Again, in that moment, they would have had fear. They would have still worried. It's like, who stole Jesus? Where is he at? And then they see the angel who finishes the message, right? Jesus defeated the enemy. That is the Easter message. They were going expecting death and these ladies experienced life. They experienced something never heard of, never seen. They experienced 
joy. They experience renewal because the resurrection changes everything for everybody who believes and experiences it. Those who are here this morning, you may be going through some fog in your life. You may be experiencing uh, a heartache and pain and sorrow. You may be going through a time of hopelessness. Maybe it's the fog of some kind of addiction that you're carrying. Maybe it's the fog of the sin that is weighing you down and you feel defeated. But the message that we celebrate today is that Jesus defeats the enemies of sin and addiction and pain and suffering. Jesus defeats the enemy. And then we hear that invitation. It's it's the greatest invitation in all of scriptures. Come and see. Come and see. The angel sees the fear and there's these two soldiers over here who have fainted and they look like death warmed over. The, The body's gone and the angel says, don't be afraid. Come and see where he laid. You know why the stone was rolled away from the tomb? Not so Jesus could come out. Jesus was already resurrected. He'd already left. The tomb was rolled away so we could go in. So that they could see the place where the Savior laid. So that the invitation to see that life had prevailed over death could be witnessed with their eyes. But these words to come and see, and I imagine as they walk into the tomb and they see those bed clothes, those burial clothes empty. I think that invitation to come and see rang in their hearts. It's a phrase that Jesus said many, many times. Jesus says, come follow me, come and see, and I will make you fishers of men. Shortly after that saying, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Because he is the victory over our burdens. He looks at the little children and he says, all the little children come to me. There's an invitation not just for older people, but for younger people. All people have the invitation to come and see and come and experience the life-giving, victorious, risen Savior. But Jesus also reminds us in his Gospels that it's not easy. He says, anyone who comes after me or anyone who comes to me must take up his cross and follow me. The invitation to come to Jesus is an invitation to surrender your life to the Lord and Savior, to the risen one. It is an invitation to give everything away to him, to surrender your life, to take up your cross, to follow him in everything that he wants you to do and tells you to do. That's the invitation. To give your life away and let him give you new victorious life. But along with that invitation that we see in this text is a command to go and tell. These two phrases are the very heart of the Christian faith. Come and see Jesus. Come and experience Jesus. Come and experience life. And then go and tell other people. Go and tell what he has done for you. These two ladies experienced something nobody else had ever experienced. And the angel says, go and tell. What do you think they did? Did they go back home? Did they, did they formulate a little committee to figure out how they were going to go and tell? They went and did what they were told to do. They told people about Jesus. And then those people told people about Jesus. And those people told 
people about Jesus. If you're here today and you have came and experienced the life-giving power that Jesus offers you, my question is, who have you gone and told? Who have you shared this good news with? I mean, we think about Easter as a time where we really focus on the victory and we focus on the come and see, and we should. But we should also focus on the go and tell. Go and tell the world that that tomb is empty. It's still empty today. We can go and visit the tombs of other great religious figures throughout history. And their bodies are still there or decayed. But you can go over to Jerusalem and you can see the tomb where Jesus lay. And it is just as empty today as it was 2,000 years ago. That's the message that we are to go and tell. That Jesus is risen. That Jesus is alive. That is why we gather out here and it's why we celebrate. So here's my question to you this morning. Who have you told about Jesus? But maybe I should go back to a question before that. Have you came to Jesus? Have you came and experienced the life that he has to offer? Have you came to him and said, Lord, I'm just a messy, sinful, messed up person who is searching for answers in all the wrong places. I've been searching in this addiction to find, to find meaning. I've been searching in this and that and that and nothing fills me up. Maybe you just need to come and see that Jesus will fill you up forever and ever and ever. Paul says that you can put off that old life and that you can be made new and given a new life. Do you need to be given new life today? The invitation is to come and see Jesus. Come and see and then go and tell. Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful that that stone was rolled away so we could see that it was empty. We're thankful for the invitation to come and see. We're thankful that the message is you defeated the enemies. Father, this morning, help us to hold tight to the promise that anyone who comes to you would receive life. Anyone who would believe in your name would receive new life and eternal life. Father, we just pray today that we would be a people to go and tell of this miraculous work. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that the Lord has spoke to your heart and has blessed you through this message. If you would like more information about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, please reach out to us at one of the following locations. You can visit us online at chinagrovefbc.com slash salvation or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash chinagrovefbc. Thank you and have a blessed rest of the day.